Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to your Tabo podcast. My podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That's to your. You are listening to the Tabo podcast. Welcome to the Tableau Podcast. Do you need coffee? I obviously do because I'm wearing this Tableau Podcast merch hat that says I need coffee. Are you listening to the Tableau Podcast or the Tableau Podcast? I don't know. As you can see from the hoodie I'm wearing, it says the Tableau Podcast. I'm fully merched out right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I finally got my TTP merch, like way too late. All the fans got it. All the people that bought it got it. And Brian Nam, Eddie Nam's brother and Eric Nam's youngest brother, <laughs> didn't give it to me until today. So now I'm fully merched out. Um, how are you guys doing? I know that some of you are, well, actually a lot of you, judging from the demographics, um, are about to go to college or um, waiting for college acceptance letters, right? Yeah. Yeah, because um, isn't it time right now? Like people are, st- some people are still applying. Um, I think early decision apl- like applications are done and they're just waiting for answers. And it's a, it's a very, you know, anxiety ridden time, right? Um, I I don't remember like, I don't remember completely. Like, I, I don't remember, like, in detail um, what I was feeling. But um, I'm sure that a lot of you are like, oh, my God. Like, I hope the letter or is it a letter still? Or, like, do you get a phone call? Because I got a phone a call. phone call? I got a phone call. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, wh- what do you get? Uh, It's just an email in your portal. What? Yeah, so there's... What do you mean a portal? Like Doctor Strange? <laughs> there's portals now. So each college has a portal. And you log into the college website portal because you created an account. Mm-hmm. And it oh, says okay. your admission Oh, I thought acceptance. you meant like portals. Uh-huh. That'd be pretty... <laughs> and you were like, Dad, you've been holding this back That would me? be an <laughs> awesome um, college like interview. They just Somebody just walks through a portal and he's like, hi. That's why tuition is so high. Hi, I'm from MIT. We invented this portal. <laughs> and then you do an interview like in your living room and they go back through the portal. And then like you just wait a few months until like staring at a blank wall to see if the portal opens up again. <laughs> and if it does, you're accepted. So you just walk in and you're on campus. You're in your freshman dorm. Okay. But anyways, okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are, are waiting for the email or like, you know, the acceptance, right? And um, it's a terrible time, probably, for some of you, because, um, like, you're done. Pretty much everything you have to do, you're done. Um, But you can't really fully lay back because, you know, you haven't had closure yet. Um, Where did you guys apply? We'll wait for answers. Uh, We're waiting for answers. (laughs) We're going to wait... The next 50 minutes or so of the podcast is going to be me waiting for answers. You still have the Common app, right? Yeah. Okay, so you write one and pretty much everything is just the same, mm-hmm. except for certain essays and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the thing. So the SATs, when I took them, it was out of a 1600. It was a 1600 max thing, right? I sound really dumb. It was reading, like reading a, section. It was like 1,600 <laughs> thing, right? Um, and then eventually, it, didn't it become like a 2,400 system? Yeah, because they added a writing section and then everyone realized it was stupid. So now it's back to 1,600. Exactly the point I was getting at. Okay, so the SATs, the Scholastic Aptitude Test, I believe, right? Yeah. 
It, it's am I right? Yeah, you got okay, it. Okay, I still remember. Okay, well, anyways, the test that is standardized, right? To oh, it's the standardized aptitude test, not the scholastic aptitude test. I have no idea. Who cares? Anyways, <laughs> the SATs, <laughs> the SATs, is supposed to measure, um, you know, like in the best way possible, um, your academic aptitude, right? And to decide whether or not um, you should go to this college or whatever, or or this college should accept you or whatever. And the fact that they have fucked up that they have backtracked says yeah. a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, because colleges literally would write on their thing, like, just so you know, we'll take your writing section, but we don't care. But but what I'm saying is, it was out of 1600, Yeah. right? And then they changed to the 2400 system, and then they realized that something wasn't right or working properly, and they backtracked and went back to 1600s, right? And who knows? They may keep making revisions, right? And... What I'm saying is, if the test that is supposed to, like, objectively measure your um, y- your intellectual prowess or whatever, um, is is backtracking, right, and is doing missteps, I mean, it says a lot about this standardized system, right? Like, honestly, you know, I had to take the SATs, but... Um, I was always against it. Like I was against any standardized test at all because how do you standardize conditions, right? Like how do you standardize emotional conditions? Like how you feel at the time when you take the test, right? Or like just, I don't know, do you take it on a screen now? Like a computer screen? Or is it still like the OMR or whatever? Yeah, remember you have to write your um, like vow of like, integrity and cursive yeah yeah still have to do that you still have to do it in cursive you still have to yeah remember that like part like when you're like saying like i'm not gonna cheat and like blah 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 all my answers are valid you have to write that part in cursive they still do that oh really kids do not know how to write cursive cursive they realized that it was unnecessary and now they don't they don't do it anymore they don't teach it anymore in in elementary school there's a lot of schools that don't oh really yeah it's it's been abandoned it's been scrapped because, and we, all of us growing up, wasted a, a ton of time, a shit ton of time learning something that was going to get scrapped. Listen, I still write in cursive because it's actually faster to write in cursive than it is to disconnect all the letters. And it's also fancier. It's oh. great for Hallmark cards. <laughs> That's literally the only reason why you have a Christmas card for me. Yeah, because if you write, <laughs> if you write like Happy New Year's and it's just printed, it looks bad. But if you have that little swirl on the H, <laughs> right, on the capital H, yeah. uh, it just looks more like... It, it tells people you have your life together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this per- this dude, dude, did you check out the card from Fred? This dude's, from Fred? This dude <laughs> writes cursive. He's got shit together. And the other friend is like, are you sure this is from Fred? Because isn't it Ted? They're like, no, that's an F. That's how you write an F in cursive. And the other friend's like, what do you, what do you mean? That looks like a, that looks really weird. It looks like a musical note or something. No, no, it's F. <laughs> Dude, you don't know how to write. You know, forte. You don't know how to write cursive. And his friend's just like, and what is this thing right next to the F then? This thing. And he's like, that's the R. It's not an N. He's like, that's not an R. That's a, that's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> What? That's the that's like a weird like that's a hammock. <laughs> and his friends like, "What? You don't know how to write cursive?" Anyways, um <laughs> what was I talking about? I was talking about college. Yeah. Uh so Diane was like, you know, a lot of people are waiting for their like whatever, the college thing. Maybe like I have some insight to give. And Honestly, that's the first thing I, I wanted to tell you. Like, if the SATs don't have it completely together where they have to make changes, please first realize that it's not ever going to be an objective or a- a completely accurate um, like assessment of your intellectual prowess and most importantly, your potential. 
Okay. The SATs, I don't know if they claim to do that, but they don't measure potential. Okay. Or I'm not even certain if the SATs um, are really up to date with the times. Right. Like, because what is, what is intellectual prowess and potential in the age of like now, like 2020? Like, what is it? Right. Because like a kid, a little kid is making like $26 million a year from YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, I'm not sure of any of these numbers. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm not he sure about either. He failed his math section. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I mean, like this, I mean, how do we measure that? Right. Like how, how are the SATs going to tell me if someone's going to make a really funny YouTube or like, or uh, design awesome like nail polish, okay? Like how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how am I gonna know that someone's gonna make me like the best cup of coffee I've ever had? How, how's that? How are the SATs gonna tell me if that person will be able to do that? So so don't feel bad if you didn't have perfect SAT scores. A friend of mine incidentally did. And he's great. And he created the best cup of coffee in the uh, world. But that is... Actually, unrelated. I'm pretty sure he makes the worst coffee in the world. Uh, it's a friend of mine. It's a very good friend of mine from high school. Um, shocked everyone when uh, he got 1,600 on the SAT. So like a perfect score. Okay. The reason it shocked everyone is uh, his GPA was incredibly underwhelming yeah considering the, what i just said about like his sat scores right yeah. no one expected it it came out of nowhere um because my friend uh well i had a weird group of friends he was a huge star wars fan um also just very like just a very gloomy person in general um the first thing that uh i think i, I think he threw a sandwich at my friend uh when, the first time we saw him um, and you said I gotta get to know this guy. Well, I eventually became friends with him, but at, at first it was very difficult. Okay, right? And he's just—he was just a—he's a very like very unique. He has a very unique personality, uh, where he would do tests or like homework, and bring it in and not hand it in, and walk to the front of the class to like when everyone's handing in their whatever, and then just throw it in the trash can. And the teacher would be like, what are you doing? And he'll be like, I don't need you to, uh, like, I don't, I don't need you to check what I did because I, I know it. Like, like I've, I'm done. Like, I finished it. Like, I don't need you yeah. to approve. That, like, tell me I got the answer. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and I was like, that's so badass. <laughs> um, should I do that? I'm like, should I do that? Like, or should I just... What do I what do I do here? It looks so cool and badass, but like also very unnecessary, right? Yeah. Why not just not do it? Like, why take the time to do it? I just didn't get it. Um anyways, he got sixteen hundred on his SATs. He was all over the papers in Korea. Um, it was like a big thing that some kid in Korea had gotten sixteen hundred on oh. his SATs. And um, yeah, and and now uh, he's he's in uh, he's in like the Palo Alto area, doing something. Um, he listens to the podcast, so I can't really. Oh, I love you, dude. Um, <laughs> oh. he's he's happily married. He's like he's a very good person, right? But what I'm saying is, um, so he got sixteen hundred on his SATs. Another friend of mine. Um, who's also it might have been this podcast. It actually might have been better for this friend that I'm about to mention to just finish um his SATs, like write all the answers down, and then take it up to hand it in and just throw it in the trash because <laughs> it, it did not work out for this guy. Oh. Okay. Um, and the thing is, he's doing amazing. He's like running shit. Um, I think he's working at like Westinghouse or something. Oh. 
Okay. Like hotels? No, Westinghouse. Uh, uh, I don't no, know. No, no, they probably is. have hotels too. <laughs> but like, I think Westinghouse is like the 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 energy company, or like they. I don't know. I'm not. I I'm not I smart am, enough to I'm, like even I'm, talk about this. I'm a child. <laughs> like it, the whole like uh, Tesla, like Thomas Edison Tesla thing. It was like um, J.P. Morgan and Westinghouse going head to head with their with the electricity with like you know the whole current war um i'm not i could be wrong uh but anyways he's doing amazing right and did the sats really measure like what would happen no it didn't so um if you don't have that perfect score or the score that you you hope for or or worse that your parents demanded from you (laughs) just let them know that dude even the sats fucked up and had to you know change their appearance twice just tell them like dude if they they can't figure it out how the hell am i supposed to figure them out do you remember what you got yeah i do remember what i got i don't want to say it though (laughs) it's just too controversial Um, it was too good no, let, let me just say. Let me just say, I didn't do as well on the math section as I did on the uh, reading, the the uh, English section. Yeah. Well, obviously, right? Because I'm like an English lit, right? So it it made sense. Um, I just didn't like math. That's the thing, right? Like all, all of all throughout my life, I just didn't like math. Maybe math didn't like you. Well, my parents, my dad uh, was like, you're the only person like in our family, like in a long history of our, like of Lee's to be bad at math. How and does he know that? I, and I was like, I was like, I'm not bad at math, dad. I just don't like it. Like I get no enjoyment out of it. Like even when I get the right answer. Like it, it means nothing to me. Like I don't feel anything, and that's why I don't. I'm not good at it. Or what you, what you would say, I'm not good at it. But um, I just, I just don't do it because I'm, I'm, I don't like it. Anyways, um, so that's my thing about the SATs. So don't, don't think too much about it. Like honestly, like it's weird for me to even remember my score. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just it doesn't matter. Like one the first week into college, okay, you, like you won't rem- like it won't matter at all. Um. Second thing, uh, I think a lot of people stress over like the uh, application essay, right? Yeah. Like the college essay because you have to like what what are some of the topics they ask you to write about now it's just like a personal like, thing you've overcome personal statement right yeah personal statements it's like why do you want to go study at that school specifically um especially if like your major has to you know how like you apply to school but then you also apply to the major that you're potentially trying to join oh did you have to do that yeah Okay. So, because like, especially for art school, you have to submit like a portfolio. Yeah, because it's a it's a specialty school. Like for Tish, you have to like yeah. apply to film or like acting or whatever. And so, right? based on that, they have you submit certain things for your portfolio. But then they also have like personal essay questions. So it's like, what do you watch uh-huh. and why do you watch it? Uh-huh. Which I think actually is like obviously like a good question. It is ask. a good question. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because. Did you ever like peer edit like for other people's college essays? What do you mean? Because you're like, because you, like people coming up to me and asking me to write it for them. No, 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 like edit to like read over their essay and give your thoughts. Cause, oh yeah, like, a ton of people ask me. Yeah, and you realize real quick, people can't write. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, they're really bad at expressing themselves. They're bad at uh, <laughs> like, they're bad at having anything to really say. Yes. You know. Because they feel like there's a right answer there too, like math. Yeah. They feel like there's a there's one right answer, right? I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make. Yeah. Like a lot of my peers, like in in high school, um, they knew that I was a writer, like that that I was a pretty good writer. So a lot of them, like for the, they would come up and you know speak to me for the first time in their lives. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, Daniel, can you like 
read over my essay and I'm like, why? I don't know you. <laughs> like, I've never spoken to you. You've never spoken to me. Yeah. Why would I, you know? But anyways, a lot of people asked and I read, you know, I looked over some of them and gave them my thoughts. But what I realized that is uh, a good essay is just if you have something to say. A bad essay is when you really have nothing to say, but you feel like you know what they want to hear. So you try to write what they want to hear. And the thing is, how do you know what they want to hear? Like, you, you, there's no way, right? Like, you don't know who's going to be reading that essay, first of all, right? Like, you don't know who at UCLA or like who at Rutgers or who at Princeton is going to actually be sitting down and, and reading your essay or if anyone's reading at all. But I think it's the fact that you have to remember it's a person. Yeah, it's, it's a so human it's being. it's like compel a human being. Yeah. And human beings are, you know, it's not even about college. It's just in general, like in, in life, human beings are compelled by, um, by unique stories, right? Not be, not, even if you're not like the best storyteller, if you're telling your story and that story is obviously going to be unique if it's true, if it's, a, if it's real and true to you, it has to be unique because it's coming from a unique person, right? And if that happens, um, that's, that's what compels people, right? So I realized that a lot of the, some, some of these um, friends that were writing essays, like they, it, it was eloquent. They knew their grammar really well. Um, they were also like just flexing with all the grammatical things they could do. You know what I mean? Like flexing how much grammar they, like how much grammar they have mastered, like using unnecessary punctuations to show that they have, they can use the full spectrum of them, you know? And it's, it's well-written. It's just, it's just not real. It's like. They, they are writing what they feel like they need to write or what they're supposed to write as opposed to like, you know, just just really saying something. Well, you know, as two creatives, you got to know your audience and your your yes. audience is a person who reads hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of admission essays every year around the clock. So the advice that I gave my peers at the time I mean, honestly, who was I to really give them advice now that I think about it? Because uh, almost everyone at my school was very surprised when I got into college. Yeah. Right? Like, they, a lot of people didn't know that, you know, that I had a brain. Like, a lot of people assumed that I was just the, the prankster or, like, the guy that was writing, like, music or you know, just the guy that was in musical theater, but not really trying. You were in musical theater? Yeah, for like one year. What show? Uh, Bye Bye Birdie. What? No, wait, was it Bye Bye Birdie? It was something, and I, I had a minor role, like the comic relief role. There has to be a photo or video. Probably. Okay. If, if, if someone goes to my high school, I'm sure, yeah. Like, um, I did a lot of weird things. But anyways, what I'm saying is... um. The advice that I gave them um, was, dude, like, if you're going to, if your essay is about why you're awesome, okay, which I don't know if this is like something that you want to do, but if, if you have decided that you're going to write your, your college personal statement about why you're awesome, don't just write you're awesome, write that you're fucking awesome. Like, this is why I'm <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay? Like, be funny about it or, like, just just go into super hyperbole where they can realize what you're doing or, like, you know, don't just be like, this is why you should accept me, right? And if you if you decide to just write something bland, like, this is why you should accept me, um, maybe write it in a way, like, this is what will happen if you don't accept me. Okay? Here are some of the th things that are going to happen. Okay? Okay, that, that sounds like a threatening letter. <laughs> that sounds like but, a, a threat. <laughs> but you know what I'm, I mean? Like, I, I would advise them not to do these topics 
like yeah. to just blandly talk about why you should be accepted or why you're awesome or why you've accomplished many, many things. Because everyone that is writing it, writing an application to these colleges that you're applying to, they're all awesome too. They all have merits. And you know, like realize somebody is going to be reading hundreds and thousands of like the same things, right? Like a bunch of overqualified kids talking about how overqualified they are. So I would advise my friends not to write about those topics. But if, you know, if you felt like that's something you needed to do, at least do it in a way that, that it's like, that it's like unique, right? Like be a rapper about it. You know, don't just say that you have some money in the bank. Say, hey, say like, I've got, you know, <laughs> da -da 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 -da. So just Kanye writing it. Yeah, just just <laughs> go with it, right? Like go full on if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Um, my essay was about like uh like a like my dad and uh like a poem that he had written that I discovered, um, and how that poem, um, how I didn't get what he had written or w what went into that writing. Um, it, it was like, it was a poem that my dad wrote when he was little. My dad was an orphan. So, um, you know, the, the poetry was pretty bleak. Um, and then just, just, it started off with that, with the actual like excerpt from the poem. And then it led into like my, how I had developed into, you know, a, a creative, a writer, right? And just just what went on, and another uh, personal segment I I wrote about I it was from the perspective of me in a in a prison cell, and um I had gone mad and I had written a bunch of things on the walls, and um what I had written on the walls at some point started making sense, and that that was that was the whole thing. So it was a concept piece, right? And and I wrote things like that, not to not to be unique or creative. It's just like, it's just at the time when I saw that piece of paper, and I was like, okay, I have to write something. Um, it's just it's just what mattered to me, and apparently it worked, right? Yeah. So write what you are passionate about, um, because it. You can you you can have the most eloquent, well written lie, and it will never measure up to a horribly written truth, is what I feel. Um, so, find something that really matters to you. Find something that is fun to write too. Right? If it's fun for you to write that, because it's not ever gonna be fun <laughs> to write a college essay. Right, like how it's like the opposite of fun. You're being forced to write something or to say something, but if you can do it in a way where you have a little bit of fun writing it, I'm sure someone's gonna have a little bit of fun reading it. Um, so I, I, that's the I don't know if it'll still work now, but like at the time, that's the advice I gave to my peers. Yeah, that's very good advice. NYU Tisch is a different story though. Yeah, because art schools they require a portfolio. Yeah, right, which it's a nightmare, but it's a system I understood. Yeah. Okay, because the, all the other colleges, you have to. Okay, so you are basically preparing something that is that they're gonna have to like someone's gonna have to infer who you are from it, right? And it, I I didn't really get that, right? Okay, I I could write a personal essay, but really, like. There's got to be some other way you can see what I can do, or like what I could what I could become. Yeah, it's like if like chem like chemistry majors had to apply by like making like yeah. a chemistry set and sending it. Or like med school, you 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 cure cancer. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you majored in no cool bioengineering. Right? Bioengineering. Yeah. And dude, hi. <laughs> Okay, so our camera. Uh, Singin is um right now using all our Spotify money. Yeah, our vacation. <laughs> our uh our normal camera dude is on vacation yet again. 
I don't know where he's getting all this money from, but I'm sure I, I, I know one thing. I haven't gotten paid at all. So, but anyways, we have a friend of Diane's filling in and you studied biochemistry. Oh, biotech engineering. engineering. And do you remember what your college essay was about? It's about your background? Your life, your life ba- background. Ba- life background. Because you, you grew up in Singapore. Did you talk about biochemistry at all? Okay, he didn't talk about <laughs> biochemistry at all. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reading your essay, I wouldn't know that you would you know, be interested in biochemistry, right? So it didn't make sense to me, but a portfolio made sense to me because it's like, if I'm applying to a film school or photography, I send them, um, you know, pertinent, like, like a portfolio is, is exact, is, is visibly showing them. I can literally do Yeah, like what I work. can do. Yeah. Right. And, um, and they can just look at it and, and make a judgment call. Right. And that's a system I understood. Of course, it is a pain. The portfolio process is crazy. What was your portfolio, Diane, for NYU Tisch? Oh, God. <laughs> what did you send in? I. That is a really good question. I think the thing I sent in can be best uh, said as uh, experimental. Okay. It wasn't a story. So it was just um, no. I at the time I was really into things with no dialogue because I really took the whole like show it, don't tell it uh-huh. like thing. Uh, and so I forced my friend, two friends, to spend a whole day with me, and I basically did this thing where I wanted a guy, just like a very average looking like twenty something year old guy, center of frame, like mid medium size frame, and his like life kind of just happens like around him so his background changes so it's like when he wakes up mm-hmm. him having a meal him going to school and then as the rotations keep happening you see that each rotation is like the next stage of his life but he's very like unmoving mm-hmm. and uh the underlying like sound effect or music is very like staticky mm-hmm. you know and so it was a video yes yeah, so how long was it i don't know probably like two three minutes long it how was- much did it cost to make cost uh, Nothing. It was just I. I literally used iMovie and because uh, I couldn't afford editing when I was in high school, and I used an old like legit like uh, camera. Uh huh. Not uh not no no fancy DSLR. Just like this old Canon camera from Best Buy that I got for Christmas when I was in like ninth grade. See, I yeah. That's what I'm saying. You didn't need like perfect grammar or perfect technology or perfect you know cameras. You just had an idea, and whoever saw that video loved that idea, right? Yeah. Or saw that you could do more. You know, a lot of things about film uh, that was interesting to learn as I went through school was that what people valued and like what people saw as potential, especially uh-huh. distributors. And I think it goes to say, I think um, a lot of like, uh, especially Korean mindset I've noticed is very like the more money you pour into a kid, the better they're supposed to come out, right? Like you pay for all this extracurriculars, the Hagwans academies and tutoring, and that's supposed to set them up. Um, but in film, a lot of distributors go to film festivals and whoever they made like a good story, but with the smallest budget, those are the ones they contacted about making something else because that meant that they knew how to use their resources. That's very true. Yeah. And yeah. and they were like, we see a lot of short films by people where like cars explode for no reason just to show they can, but it doesn't do anything for the point they're making. So instead, we'd rather go with the person who shot like on an iPhone, but told like a compelling story, mm-hmm. you know? I, I yeah, I, I, I see that because like if, for example, if I was um someone at like, you know, USC film school or, or like NYU Tisch, and I'm like judging somebody um, or, or I'm in the position where I have to like choose somebody to come and I'm watching their reels, right? I'm sure there are certain pieces that look like, that look like movies. And I'm like, whoa, this looks like a movie. <laughs> but I think that's the, that's the worst thing that can be said about your, um, your, your work, right? If someone's, someone's like, this looks like a movie, right? And if that's the first thing they say, maybe you haven't made a movie. Yeah, they haven't. They, they had have nothing else to say. Yeah. 
like it might look like a movie, but if it really was a movie, they wouldn't feel the need to mention it. They would be, they would be feeling the story or the feeling like the emotion or whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, like just work with what you got. Like if you're in a position where you have to make a portfolio for like art school or something like that, um, I guess, yeah. And I, you know, I hear like certain people like, you know, spend a lot of money to have like tutors and to to get help with like the portfolio. And um, I don't know if that's what you want to do. Like, I really don't know. Because when I was in college, um, there are certain kids that shouldn't have struggled at all at co- in college. Because judging from their SATs or their um, GPA or whatever credentials they had from high school, but they would come to college and they would struggle like crazy academically. And then there are some of some people um, like the, the friends I was hanging out with. A lot of us, you know, didn't have like, you know, we weren't like crazy in high school. We didn't go to like hagwons and stuff, but um you know we did fine in college like we didn't really have trouble catching up or or keeping up and that struck me as really weird right and and what i what i sometimes parents will come up to me for advice and what i will tell them is like dude if if you um if you manufacture a a kids like Capabilities, capabilities yeah. during high school and that's how you get that person into college um i mean you're probably under the impression that as as long as they get there uh your work is done but no like because the minute they're there and they don't have that help um they're gonna feel lost right and college is supposed to be the time where you like explore and figure things out and like if you're lost the minute you're there and having trouble keeping up um and and maybe feeling like you sh- you should you shouldn't be there like or you weren't supposed to be accepted yeah i mean that's like that's why put your kid through that right like why yeah. you know um do you think well i know the answer to this i'm just leading a question for you it's like how important is a college's name or reputation to a person's education? And like where they mean? where they go because you know people, a lot of people put a lot into big name universities. And yeah. If you don't go to that prestigious university, you're you're it's pointless, or you know you're not gonna do as well and stuff like that idea. Um. Well, you know I've mentioned it on few occasions, but like. My my thing about college is like I don't know how important it's gonna be in the future. Um but here's the thing, like you know, like I went to one of those prestigious universities. And of course there are certain things that I probably still benefit from, right? P- from with that um like background. Uh I'm sure there are certain things like that that are perks because of it. Um, maybe I know someone that is an alumni that like um, you know where we can help each other. I don't know things like that. I'm, I'm sure like somehow um, there are things that I benefit because of that, but. Um, but I'm saying, like, if I had gone somewhere else or not gone to college at all, would that be any different? I, I don't know. Like, it would just be different, yeah. right? Like, let's say I didn't go to college and I spent that time, like, um, you know, going into, like, film or something. And I met a bunch of people that are, like, directors, writers, and stuff like that, right? Um, I will still be benefiting from those relationships, right? It's It's just... It's just different. And and the reason why I mention it is because, like, when I give advice, like, you know, I don't believe that college 
I, I believe college is a little bit overrated. Um, you know, the first thing they'll say is, well, that's because you, you went to Stanford. And I'm like, yeah, but doesn't that make me more qualified to say that though? <laughs> because like, I'm not, I'm not talking down an experience I never had. You know, I'm, I'm telling you the experience I had, like I, I did that whole thing. I did that whole path, right? I did what people would you know, consider all the right things, right? But at the same time, it also became like uh, my biggest career killer too, right? Having gone there. So um, because life is so weird and in, in 2020, everything is very, 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 very different from 10 years ago. Um, like I, 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 I think I'm more qualified now to say that it, it really doesn't matter and shouldn't matter much. Um, like, do we really watch Matt Damon movies? Cause he went to Harvard. He did. Yeah. See <laughs> exactly my point. I know Natalie Portman did. No, Matt Damon went to Harvard. He dropped out, but do we really like, see, you didn't know and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It may have helped him at the beginning. Maybe. Uh, maybe someone thought it was interesting that he was going to Harvard and he wanted to be an actor. And then they wrote Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. And but that's you know, that's when he dropped out. Yeah. Like. Um, but would he have not become an actor because like if he didn't go to like Harvard? No, like it'd just be different. It'd be a we don't know. So, yeah, don't I, I know a lot of you are listening right now and you guys have applied to like 12 schools or something. Right. And you have your backups like you have your um, like a series a like you have your like top ranking colleges yeah. that you really want to go to your dream schools and then you're like backups and you're like anxious and you're you're like timid and afraid and like you don't know what's gonna happen um i'm saying anywhere you go uh as long as there's something for you to do there and if you make the most of it um you'll be fine and if you feel like you've ended up at the wrong place you can always transfer and or you could you could drop out <laughs> yeah very true. Yeah, like um as long as you have a plan that's not college, like yeah. have a plan. Dropping out is not the end of the world. Yeah. Um and and Mark Zuckerberg and Matt Damon like attest to that. I mean like 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 him or not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying they, yeah. they they both quit to do something, something that was else, taking off. Right? So make sure that's why it's important to have life experience. Yeah. And yeah, that's my thing about college. Um you know like you know uh, uh something that really that really is important to me like okay, here here's I don't know if this is going to help you guys at all. <laughs> like I don't know if this is going to ease your anxiety at all, but like so when I'm trying to force myself to be a good musician, right? Like I will spend like a month like just binge watching um, like really good movies, just reading everything and like going to like art showings and just, you know, just immersing myself in, in, in that, right? And what I discovered is that um, when I do that, it's actually really not helpful at all because, <laughs> because I'm bombarding myself with input and I am too busy um, being creative that there are no empty spaces for me to fill with my own thoughts, right? There, there are just, just, yeah, if everything becomes input-output, like, and there are you don't leave spaces for yourself where you can just like you know you can insert your own like feelings and emotions like it it doesn't work and that's that's what 
a lot of high school kids and like college kids, like they're just too busy. You're just too busy being a student, right? But of what though? Like, what are you like? Parents will force these kids to like constantly be busy performing, and you don't you don't have those empty spaces for you to like be truly creative, right? To truly like feel stuff. Being bored is important. Yeah, being bored is like key to poetry, actually. Um, like literature, uh, a lot of literature has come out of boredom, and that, that's a fact. So, I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, like, don't don't ever end up in a situation where like your job is a is being a really good high school student, or where your job or your thing is that you're a really good college student, right? That those are just steps. To some other thing, and um, yeah, you'll realize very quickly. Like the minute college ends, like you know that thing where like you graduate from college and you forget like f- like ninety percent of everything you learned like in the first year or something like that. There's like a oh, wow. there's a thing. I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but um, it's probably true. Right? I don't remember a lot of the Gaelic I learned. I learned Latin in uh, middle school. Okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember why I did it. I think I was forced to. Okay. Um most of the stuff I learned in college I don't remember, but I do remember the experiences, right? And some and a lot of those experiences were off campus. So, yeah, what else do I really need to you know, what else is there to be said about these when when do the phone calls come or or the emails or the portals? <laughs> when do the when do telegram- these portals open up? Yeah. When do the telegrams come? When does the Pony Express with my letter? I got a phone mail? call. Yeah. Yeah. And like before they send you the letter. Yeah. Um, I got a like I had to phone in to find out on a certain day, and then the person's like, "Congratulations, you got in and to the class of you know 2002," and I'm like, "Okay." Is that it? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, we'll see you like at admin weekend. And I'm like, okay. And I hung <laughs> up and I'm like, that was very anticlimactic. Yeah. That's that's it. And then um, I told my dad and my mom, I'm like, I got in. And they're like, of course you got in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, okay, that's even more anticlimactic. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I realized at that moment, I think that months and months of like preparing, right? Like a whole year almost, right? Of like preparing like all those SATs, like even before that PSATs and all, just like all of that busy work, getting those papers together and sending it in portfolio and all that stuff. And it's just like, it's just one phone call. Just like one letter. I landed in Incheon Airport when I opened my computer at baggage claim to see I got into NYU, but I saw the financial aid email before the acceptance email, so I was hella confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, they're giving me money, so I assume <laughs> that I got in." And then I called my dad, and he was like, "You got into NYU?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, thank God, you did not get into USC." <laughs> Oh I was gosh. like, you opened my mail. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, great. And then I hung up. Why did they say that? Because USC is too expensive or it's too far away? No, or? they said you did not get into USC. Oh, okay. They were like, oh, they told you. They op- my dad opened the mail without oh, telling God. me while I was on the flight. And because that week that I was traveling in Korea so they, was, the, was a week that all the acceptance so stuff came out. So they didn't know that you got into NYU and they they thought you just got rejected from USC. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did, I did not want to go to USC. <laughs> this is actually the most important part of this episode that I almost missed out on because you mentioned it. How to deal with college rejections. Just get accepted to somewhere else. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is what we're really afraid of, right? What you guys are really afraid of. Those of you who are listening and waiting. Like you're afraid of the rejection. Um. And being rejected, oh my God, I have some funny stories. <laughs> like, 
a friend of mine got rejected from every school he applied to except one. Okay? And that was the absolute backup. That was like the backup <laughs> backup, right? Yeah. And, you know, school, high school at that time, like when people are getting like accepted and rejected is a crazy time. Because you have kids like running around the hallway. I got it! I got it to MIT! All of you! Yeah! I will step on all of you! You guys have... Nah, treat me like <laughs> treating me like dirt. Eat my foot. I will I will build a machine. I will build a machine that you will worship. I will build a I will build a fing car. I will build a car that looks like it came from the fing future. And you will you will throw a metal ball at it and the window will crack. Okay? Yeah. There are certain kids that are running around the hallways doing that. Yeah. And then there are certain kids that are like... Crying. Yeah, they're like crouched by their locker, just face, like, digging into their hands, like, my life is over. (laughs) Right? And... Man, that's a lot of tragic comedy to be going on in a high school. And I, and it's just weird because you're like you're like seeing in real life, like you're comparing in real life. Right? And it's just a lot it's just too I feel like when those letters or or those um acceptances and rejections come, I feel like there should be no school. <laughs> it's like, like a period I, of mourning. Well, no, I feel like it should be policy to not have all these kids in the same building. Like it just, and it just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like it should happen during break or something, or like, I don't know, like in a in a in a truce period or something. Like, it feels really wrong to have everybody in the same place. Like some people, like you know, getting into their dream schools, and some people just getting rejected. And like you know, people who get rejected, it doesn't mean that like your life is not going to be awesome. But at that moment, if you're watching somebody like running around. <laughs> I got into Caltech. All of you will be, all of you will be under my foot. You're like, like that guy got into MIT, and yeah, I didn't get into. And MIT? it just makes everything just like really bad. You don't remember the schools you didn't go to. Is all I gotta say. Yeah. You only remember what the the place you went to, right? Because that's all that matters. Um. So don't 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 like there are gonna be some rejections like. Unless you get into every single school that you apply to, actually, that does happen. Um, well, <laughs> all of you are probably too busy to listen to my podcast, anyways. So, <laughs> the people that are listening, I mean, there will be certain rejections, and the thing is, um, that's a that's that's what's going to happen for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, like, not in a bad way. What I mean, like, everyone. Uh, is going to live life and just you're going to have to deal with rejections, right? So it's just the same thing. It's like uh, you'll end up where you're supposed to end up and and where you end up college-wise is not the end of the road. It's actually like not even the the starting point. It's just somewhere you go. Um, you can do whatever you want with it. It's, it's, a, it's a different time now. Um, you've got YouTube, you've got social media, you've got so many different channels um, to do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Like college, you really think these professors that have tenure at college is going to, they, they're going to know like how to really help you out, how to like hook you up. Really? Dude, these people, I mean, I love them. I love some of my professors. I still, you know, love them, but like they're very good. At being a professor, yeah. they're very good at being an ac- academic, right? And these are the people, um, like you. You really think these people are gonna tell you how to, how to like become a SoundCloud rapper? <laughs> how to become a YouTube star? I don't know, Professor okay. Warren. How to make some swag? <laughs> how to make the best muffins in the world? You think that's gonna happen? Well, culinary school, yes. Oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I went to culinary school. Same. You I know think about that a lot. You know, I actually did consider it once. Um, when After the, you discovered your own ramen recipe, you're well, like, you know, something's here. <laughs> well, in 2010, when my career, um, <laughs> well, actually, no, that the sound I just made is an explosion. Yeah. Uh, that's not what happened. It was actually more like my career went. Like it imploded. So it was like, it was like, let's say it was like this big. It went. You, it looks like you're sucking a balloon. It went. Okay. And when that happened, um, see, when that happened, it was just like, dude, I made a LinkedIn account so I can get a job. Me, oh my. Because I because now I had to find another way to provide. Um and I'm like, what do I do here? Like I, I, I can't be a musician anymore or like an entertainer. Like what do I do? So I made a LinkedIn account because I was under the impression that's that's what you do if you're looking for a job. Um and I, I started like scoping out like what else I could do. And at one point I was like a friend a couple friends of mine are like they're they're they are chefs and they went to like culinary school and stuff so i was like you know like making food is sort of like making music or making art right except like what's great about it is you make it and you get to see like right away like people being happy and like enjoying it maybe like this is a good job for me to transition into uh and then i realized i can't cook um so, um, well, which is why you would go so, to school, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, it's a bad school if you walk out of it not knowing how to cook something. Yeah, but like you know, like the school, like I just didn't, it didn't pan out. But like, it is something. Oh, pan out! It didn't pan out. You know, um, it didn't pan out. Uh, I'm sure it would have spiced up my life. Oh no. You know, but you would have been so burnt out. I uh, yeah, I would have been burnt out. Okay. Anyways, um, I didn't we're end writers. up. Writers, yeah, we're the best writers. See how NYU Tisch and Stanford, how how much it's helping us. Okay, completely useless. We're making food puns. Okay, so. Yeah, don't like. Uh, we're just telling you, like, don't feel too bad when rejections happen. And if you get accepted, congratulations. And if you're all in the same building, like in high school, and you're in the same building, and you know it's a sensitive time where certain people are not going to get into their dream schools, and some people are going to feel very lost. If you do get into your dream school, dude, just. Just be happy inside. Just be happy quietly. Okay? You really don't need to flex that hard because people are going to know anyways. Okay? Like, just be happy. Call your family. Call your friends. Like, you know, just tell them. Text them. Whatever. But don't go running around the hallways like, you know, going crazy. Just be, be considerate. And um, if you get rejected, uh, and unfortunately, for some reason, like, you have to be in school, like, right after, and you feel horrible, just, um, I don't know, just skip school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, does it really matter when once you're a senior? I mean, just, like, just don't go to school the, the, the day after. I mean, give it a couple days. Just get sick. Like, pretend you're sick. Um, Just... Be home, be with your loved ones, um, and hopefully, your this is uh, this is a uh, this is based on the fact that your loved ones are supportive. <laughs> um, if they make you feel worse, like just step away for a little bit. Um, but it truly doesn't matter. Um, there are people here, like all three of us. Um, you know, there's a biochem guy From over Yonsei. here. Okay, biochem guy who's. Obviously not doing biology <laughs> or chemistry. 
right? Like he's doing like visuals. He's doing like like You never know where you're ending up. Okay, so he's not doing bio or chem. Maybe I'll end up as bio and chem something. Okay. Diane didn't go to NYU and study podcasting or anything like that, right? No. So and and the thing is the fact that she's doing podcasting right now, she's a producer for a podcast right now, doesn't mean um she's gonna be doing this like next year or the year after. Like she's she could be turning one of her portfolios into like a full blown film at some point. Um you you don't know. And I studied English lit. Um You did write a book. Well, yeah, but I became a rapper. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went to Stanford, I became a rapper. Uh I rhymed. To Stanford, I'm a rapper. Okay, you proved Stanford, yourself. Stanford, I'm a rapper. I'm become a cook, make a snapper. What? Take a snapper, like, <laughs> flapper. <laughs> blapper, blapper. Um, what am I a doing? Blap, blap, blap. <laughs> a blap, blap, blap. A blap, blap, blap. A blap, blap, Um, what I'm saying is, none of us ended up the way our resumes looked. None of us ended up the way our majors looked or our minors looked. Although I did minor in uh, Asian studies. And guess guess where I use that. Uh, <laughs> look at our previous episodes and we have an episode called the racism oh, yeah. episode. That, that really jumped out. Yeah, and we talk about like um, Asian representation and I, I say some crazy things. Anyways, that that's pretty much what my minor ended up being. One episode of the Tableau podcast, okay? So I'm saying nothing will ever, ever be set in stone. Not, nothing will ever happen the way um, it looks on paper. So don't worry, okay? Your acceptance letter means nothing. Jesus. But if you worked really hard for it, congratulations, and you did well. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But the reason why I'm saying it is, and on the flip side, your rejection letter means nothing. Okay? It's just a piece of paper. It's just an email. It's just it's just a bunch of words. Okay? And it, it just like the SATs can't measure your aptitude for real. And just just like your your major can't measure or can't dictate your potential for real, um, your acceptance and your rejection doesn't tell you anything about who you are or who you will be. Okay? And and I am telling you that with 100% certainty. (laughs) Thank you for uh, listening to the Tableau Podcast. You can follow me at Blow by Blow on Instagram and the Tableau Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Bye bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.